0: you guys want to start a podcast that includes music or you guys just want to start a podcast in general get started by downloading the free anchor app or going to anchor.fm and if you need some inspiration you can head over to blog.anchor.fm music from some more idea starters thank you so much and let's get into the episode welcome to the real real podcast with natalie barbu instagram might be your highlight reel but we're here to talk about the real real Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. In today's episode, I interviewed Joey Murr and Russ Morgan. Joey and Russ are the founders and partners of Wealth Without Wall Street, which is a community bringing you strategies to help you reach financial freedom without Wall Street. We talk all about what financial freedom really is, creating the right passive income for you, the stock market, and so much more. And this is a really interesting take because I did have my financial advisor on the podcast, and you guys really Seem to like that so I wanted to have someone else in the finance world on my podcast but this one's a little different because it's not it's actually very anti-stock market so I just wanted to bring both sides to the podcast I am not saying that I support one more than the other I think everything is totally up to you and it's such a personal decision what you do with your money so I just want to preface that but this one was a really interesting episode because they are actually not fans of the stock market and in investing in stocks. So I think it's going to be a definitely um, a really interesting episode. I'd love to know your thoughts on it in my DMs, on the Facebook group, what you guys think. And I just wanted to show you guys that there are so many different ways to handle your money and to deal with investing and to just make wealth. And there's not just one path for everyone. I know that it feels really scary when you are in your 20s and you don't know what to do with your money or you feel behind or 30s or however old you are, if you feel behind. I do just, think it's never too late and Joey and Russ have a really cool story and I really enjoyed interviewing them. I interviewed them actually in the very beginning of May so this is a pretty old interview but I have just been backed up with podcasts and also this week I honestly was not in the best um I don't know I don't want to say the best mood because that sounds kind of strange. I just had a lot of other things on my plate that I actually skipped a week of podcasts which is unheard of for me. This is the first week I have ever skipped of a podcast, so I'm so sorry about that, um, besides, like, Christmas, so... That will not happen again, but I thank you guys for understanding, Um, but I am really excited to get into this podcast episode, and to just share with you guys so many other ways that you guys can invest and create wealth, and it's just something to always think about. I'm also on their podcast, so if you guys want to check it out, I'll have their website and their YouTube channel linked down below, but I just want to get right into this episode, and I hope that you guys enjoy. 50 degrees, reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to t h e o u a i. dot and enter promo code RealReal for fifteen percent off any product. That's t h e o u a i. dot com promo code RealReal Ernan is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnincom slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hi, Joey. Hi, Russ. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast.
1: Yeah. Hi, great here. Great to be here.
0: I'm really excited to just jump into the podcast, but I always start off with setting the record straight. So this is where I say some assumptions and some stereotypes, and then you guys can let me know if they're true or false.
1: Sounds good. All right.
0: So the first one is one of the best ways to make money is through passive income.
1: I say true. What do you say, Russ? I say false. What? Okay, yeah. why? Well, I mean, one of the best ways to make money is to create in value.
0: Well, interesting <laughs> value
2: is going to yeah i would rather have the value creating it passively
1: <laughs> well so, i think passively is, is nothing more than the result of creating value so i'm going to be hard natalie i tend to rebel <laughs> if you say black i'm going to say white typically so <laughs> i i i will uh typically disagree with joey on this show more times than not. Man. <laughs>
0: Honestly, I like I like the differentiation, differentiation because you're saying that you have to provide value first. Like I can't just put something out and then make money from it if it's not providing value. So
1: yeah. Well, I mean, you know, as as an influencer, one of the things you have to do is connect with your audience. You have to know what they want so that way that you can make sure as you're sharing things that you're doing and, and, and with companies and brands that they have to meet those needs. So you have to share share and show value first. And then the creativity of that can ultimately become passive, but initially it's going to be active. There's very right. little things we've ever been able to do and put the minimum effort in and create maximum results. So it always starts with, a, with an active approach initially and that's through value. And then ultimately, hopefully we can create it and turn it to passive.
0: Yeah. I like that answer. Uh, the next one is you shouldn't just have one income stream.
1: True. I want to say false so much because he said true. You can't do it. That's impossible. It has to be true. It has to be true.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I am always pushing for multiple income streams and trying to emphasize that.
1: Yeah. we
2: actually, in our community, Natalie, we talk about a concept called infinite banking concept, and that was from a mentor of ours. And he told us that you should always be in at least two businesses. And that was one, the one that you are creating value to the world, right? Whatever your, your mainline business. And secondly, the banking business, because banking is always happening. And either you can give that up to a traditional bank or you can take that over personally. He said, that's the most profitable business that you can be in. So anyways, at least those two, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that diversifying it is always important. And then the next one is most people were not financially ready for a pandemic.
2: Oh, you can't disagree with me on this. Either, Russ.
1: <laughs> no, you, you need to be more true. controversial with your, with your questions. Like I, I, I like to argue with him, but I will say most people, unfortunately, and it's, it's due to the success that we've had lately. I know a lot of uh, people listening right now, have recently come out of college. And over the last couple of years, you've seen a lot of success probably around you and probably even individually. And through that success and through the measures that our our government put in place, it really discourages a lot of savings. And the savings that happen typically are not in places that people can access money. So when things like this happen, businesses and individuals typically struggle because they're not in a position for any sort of reduction of cash flow much less a complete stop of it
0: right right do you have uh, an emergency fund are you a big believer in having an emergency fund
1: yeah we we typically in our audience uh, we we talk about having a fund that acts both as an emergency fund as well as an opportunity fund an emergency fund is definitely something that helps you during these small times I don't know if you've ever uh, read or heard of uh, Robert Kiyosaki Natalie Mm-mm. Well, so he, he has a, a lot of series of books, and one of his most famous books is one called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that book was really a stem from a, a financial game, sort of like Monopoly, is called Cash Flow. And the game was set on a way to build cash flow. Well, one of the like little small tools in it, he puts like bankruptcy as an option in the board game. And if when you land on that, not only do you lose two turns, but also... You have to pay one month of your expenses. Well, in that game, you always then are having to know in the back of your mind, even though I'm trying to buy assets that create passive income, I better have at least one month of my expenses held off to the side. And I think that, yeah, we need to know that we have to keep some amount of money in reserve, not only for emergencies, but also I would say for opportunities. Because right now in this pandemic, real money is made in downturns. Contrary to most popular belief that people believe that people buy, uh, that make money when the market's going well, that's actually when they're selling. They're, They're getting the benefit of what they bought during downturns.
0: Yeah, no, that's actually interesting. I know a lot of people are saying to buy stock now, actually, because it's so low. So a lot of people actually give the advice to buy it instead.
2: Yeah. All right, so I don't Natalie, how do you guys
0: I, feel about the stock market?
2: Well, I mean, I was gonna say you can't. Uh, this is your show. Otherwise, I tell you, please don't use cuss words. Okay, we don't. Wall Street is, uh, you know, we're wealth without Wall Street. So we we say no, 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 no to stocks and the volatility and the roller coaster that that is. You can make so much more money and make it in a passive way and things that you know and understand and can control. And stocks are just unfortunately not, not the vehicle for that.
0: No, I like having this on my podcast because I feel like so many times I've been told that the only way to make money is through the stock market. And I am not the most informed on the stock market and I feel very behind with it, but I'm glad. I know my parents actually are do not like the stock market either. So I'm always hearing from them to not put money into it. And then I also care from other people to put money into it. So I'm trying to figure it out on my own, but that's, I like having you guys on the show to actually have that difference of opinion. Of well, not. I, I
1: can't wait for you to be walking down wall street with your wealth without wall street t-shirt and just <laughs> being able to, to show what's really up. Because here's the thing that you said a second ago, and this is something that I, I'll, you, kind of give you a little background and and not all the stuff that my mom cares about I just keep it short but I started out kind of in that Wall Street mindset so I started out in 2004 I got all my uh, series securities licenses and that's what I did I was a money manager for about four and a half years and I thought that I had all the information that was available to me I you know we we had um, third party money managers that we were talking to on, on a weekly basis staying in tune with the markets and we're shifting when, you know, you, you saw different little uh, things happening. And I thought, man, I have the information. I actually became a certified financial planner. and That's a really nerdy way to say that I spent two years of my life getting something um, that I never want to tell anybody I have anymore because I, <laughs> most of the information was outdated when I got it by five to 10 years. And now it's really out of date at this point. But I, I thought that I had all of this financial knowledge, which would say, Oh, yeah, invest in the stock market. That's how you make money. You see the mountain charts, and you see you put a dollar in, and over time, it, it grows, and then, it, uh, you know, it grows at 8 to 12%, and you know all the things. You've heard some of these uh, marketing ads just as what they've been sharing with us forever. But then when the market dropped, and so my first experience in the market drop was the 2008 crash. Recently, as we're sitting here in 2020, people are, are seeing its, uh, you know, effects. Well, in 2008, I had no idea why it dropped 35 and 40%. And then I started calling and we were having those phone calls with those same money managers that we thought we were so in tune with and the same responses were coming back from them. They didn't know. And -hmm. what was even scarier Natalie is when I asked what will keep it from doing it again? You know what their response was? I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And when we really start take a step back and we look at what we were doing, we were not investing. And that was the lie that we've been told is that we need to invest in our future. We need to invest for the future. But investing is when we put money into something, we have some thought and, um, and expectation of that capital to return to us on some regular basis with safety. But what we've learned and what I learned in 2008 and a lot of people have learned um, in 2020 is that the stock market is not investing. The stock market is speculation. It is, I bet that it will go up and someone else bets it will go down. And that's not investing. That's not how people build wealth. And, and so we, um, as Joey kind of uh, humorly said that we, we say, you know, stock market is a bad word because we like to base our, our future, not on hope, but on certainty and on rock. And, and so, yeah, I'd love to share any of that today, but, um, don't, don't feel at a place that you don't understand the market. Cause I would assure you most people, even yeah. those who are in the industry truly don't understand what's going on. either.
2: Well, and Natalie, you are the greatest example of what we talk about in our community is that you are your best investment, right? Right. You, you've taken something um, like YouTube and your own journey and documented it in such a way that you've created value to the rest of the world and you're being paid handsomely for it. That to me is an investment that is worthwhile. And you start thinking about business owners and um, you know, other people that have an expertise or something, do you think that their investment in their own business or their own knowledge is always going to come back to them in much higher percentage than if they just put money into a vehicle that is as volatile as the stock market and hope that something comes out on the other end and that they'll be taken care of in quote unquote retirement. Um, Those kind of ideas and those thought processes are predicated on wall street wanting your money today, and holding on to it as long as they possibly can and you having zero control over it the entire time, which by the way, I don't know anybody that in their mind says, I want to wait until I'm in my sixties to retire. I mean, you want your lifestyle to be lived today in such a way that is what you really want it to look like, not defer that until you have no life left and then start living. Right? So. Right. That's what. That's why we are such big believers that you can do this without Wall Street, you can invest in yourself, and you can create a path to financial freedom um, that doesn't require you to, to wait until you're in your 60s.
0: Yeah, no, so I'd love to start talking about that more and also more of your background. So uh, Russ, you kind of talked about your background, how you became that, you got your CFP, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. so what are both of your backgrounds? How did you become so interested in creating this income stream without Wall Street?
2: So I'll I'll jump in since Russ kind of shared his, but I was actually in the mortgage business for 11 years, and I was there during 2008, 2009, and um, actually did very well because rates dropped so low that I was able to help people refinance their mortgages and things like that. But during that time, also was the time Russ and I got together and started. I started learning some of the things he was putting together, um, these different strategies that are outside of Wall Street, and it made such a huge impact on me and my family. Uh, I started saving four times what I had been used to saving, which was huge. Um, I started to use things in a different way. My cash flow started to become much more in my control. And over four years of implementing that, I got so excited about it. I was like, man, why don't more people know about this? And ultimately, it really comes down to there's just not a lot of people that are not trained by Wall Street that are helping people with their money. And so that's when in 2014, uh, Russ and I, I was sitting at a conference with Russ and I said, man, I really feel like God's telling me I need to start doing this full time. Like I, I need to be out there helping you spread this message and helping people uh, with their, their finances. And he looked at me kind of funny. He was like, are you sure? Cause at the time I was making over $300,000 in the mortgage business. My wife was pregnant with our fourth daughter at the time. And now we have five girls by the way, but, um, she's pregnant with our fourth and he's like, and she doesn't work uh, outside of the home. And he's like, I'm not sure that, uh, I'm not sure that that makes a lot of sense for you to start from scratch in a whole business. And I said, but man, I really feel like this is what we need to do. And um, anyways, my wife confirmed with me when I got home. She's like, yeah, you absolutely should do this. And so that started the journey for Russ and I in 2014 that um, has now become a podcast, now become an online community and uh, all these things. But uh, that's kind of how I got here
0: and what is wealth without wall street so you kind of explained it but how like russ and joey how did you guys decide to actually start this business and how did you figure out what this business was exactly going to be
1: yeah so wealth without wall street is a mindset really it we we refer to the thought process of thinking outside of the box right i mean you probably resonate with that as much as anybody leaving corporate America to go be an entrepreneur, to, to live and work in a space that is comfortable right under time frame that you control. And that's what we believe Wealth Without Wall Street is. It's a mindset. It, there's lots of things that people are doing to stop trading time for money. And that's really what the objective of Wealth Without Wall Street is. And for us, you know, even when I learned in 2008 that the, the stock market was really more gambling and not investing, I had to start learning a different path because I'd spent four and a half years in my professional career and really intensely for the two years leading up to 2008, as I got that certified uh, financial planning designation, learning a bunch of stuff, I had to start unlearning. and And so for us, it took us a little bit. And as Joey said, we, we really, we got on this path to finding out what financial freedom really looked like. And that's where we found Robert Kiyosaki and some of his books and concepts on financial freedom is a very simple formula. I didn't know this formula before, you know, up to this point, and you maybe heard this before, Natalie, that, you know, financial freedom is when you have enough money in the bank and when you have enough money in the bank, then you can retire. Natalie, how much money do you think you need to have in the bank to retire?
0: I don't know a lot because (laughs) you spend a lot.
1: Exactly, you don't know a lot, and that's the that's a really tough thing. Like, can you imagine having to wait to leave your your corporate job to go do what you're doing when you had a lot of money? Right, that would have been hard, right? So, what you decided, and this is what financial freedom is about is when the cash flow coming in from this other thing and for us our clients are typically looking at that other thing as an activity that doesn't require they're they're leaving the house necessarily to go do it's we we always use the term passive but as i said early on in in your interview passive is is somewhat deceiving because it required activity typically on the front end to create it but financial freedom is when we have more passive income not active income then we have our monthly expenses. And for some people, it's like, okay, I have 2000 a month in that monthly expenses. So once I get 2000 a month of passive income, I'm free. As long as that is into perpetuity, then I'm good. I don't, I don't have to go to work anymore unless I want to. And for us, we started kind of coming to that realization in 2014. And then uh, shortly thereafter, we ended up starting up uh, our company and then we started the podcast and, It's really been a really fun uh, adventure since then as we interview entrepreneurs, as we just got finished interviewing you on our podcast and learning how other people have created these alternative income streams that have started to eclipse their monthly expenses.
2: Yeah. And I'll just, I'll just add to what Russ said. There's, we really think of it as three steps in a person's financial journey. The first is taking control of your finances. And so that includes everything from uh, making a budget. And we have a course actually in our community called the automate automatic budget, which most people are worried about doing a budget because it's so hard. It's hard to keep up with. But if you can automate it, it just makes it super simple. So taking control of your finances is knowing where your cash is flowing in your automated budget. Secondly, how you pay down debt. I mean, people are drowning in debt right now. So we have multiple courses in our community about how to pay down debt, some strategies, some ways to, in a sense, hack your wealth by um, paying down your debt and growing wealth at the same time, which is really cool. And then thirdly, how you pay down taxes. So that's taking control. Then you pick a path, which could include anything. I mean, our community has uh, ways to do real estate, 10 different ways to create passive income, online businesses through Amazon and others, um, ways that people can flip land, ways that people can lend money. All these are, are, there's a multitude of different ways that you can get involved with passive income and pick your path. And then the third step is get there faster by surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And so each one of our strategies has a group associated with it that you can get in to this community, it's, it's really like almost like a Facebook feed where you're constantly interacting with people about, Hey, this is what I'm doing. What are you doing? You're learning different ways that people are maximizing, uh, this strategy or that strategy. And our goal is man, that people don't defer life. They're living their life today and uh, creating their lifestyle, um, around their passive income path.
0: Right. And so I know that you guys are very passionate about creating, finding financial freedom, creating those passive income streams that do provide value. What are some issues that you've seen people run into when they are trying to start out and start creating passive income or they're trying to start making money quickly? Do you ever see people running into any issues with that?
1: Yeah, I would say one of the, the hardest things to do early on is to identify which one. I mean, today I was answering a question in our community where somebody was saying, like, there's so many options and there's so many really cool options out there. I mean, Joey started listing four or five and we, we interview a new entrepreneur almost every week. And, and that's a really hard thing, I think, when we first start out is to identify just which one and and oftentimes we struggle not wanting to go after two or three so i'd say early on it's identifying which one to go after and what should that process look like yeah, yeah I think, how
0: do you oh sorry go ahead i
2: was, I was just say it just it really lines up with um what kind of personality do you have you know and what are your strengths and weaknesses and do you need a partner in that um the other part would be is what are you really passionate about? What are you interested in? It's kind of like what you've shared with us is like, if you're creating content and you're really not passionate about it, it's going to be short lived. The same is true with any sort of a passion in terms of uh, passive income. If you're really not that interested in it, but the result of it, it's not going to really be something that you can sustain long-term.
0: Yeah. What do you see? uh, Do you guys share in Wealth Without Wall Street, your ways of creating passive income?
1: We do. Yeah, that's a <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to I want to finish a, a part to your question a second. Ago, okay. And I'm going to answer Perfect. that one because I, I was responding to a post to a 23 year old female who was saying, I really want to know which passive income path I should go down because there's so many options. But then in her bio, she mentioned that one of the things her goal is, is to. Is to start raising a family soon with her husband you know they're doing all these fun things right now but one of the things that really that she's passionate about is having kids and so i said one of the things that you need to do is know what the end goal is like what would be your reason like for her what i read into her story is her goal to become financially free would be so she could spend time at home with her kids and so when you pick a path you need to make sure it's going to align with that end goal so if she had a, a full-time job, even if it was in the house, it still probably wouldn't be what she wanted. So it need to to you know, uh, work in um, cohesiveness with what her end goal is. So when you, you ask the second question, I'm sorry, remind me one time what, what it is.
0: What are your ways of creating passive income and why do those work for you?
1: That's right. So for us, and we've tried uh, several different things, uh, some of which uh, have failed miserably, by the way. And most of those, uh, <laughs> Joey, are the ones that commits me to start those.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'd like to hear about those too, because I think talking about the ones that fail are important.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. So let me tell you about our cattle company. You want to find <laughs> a business that just seems to uh, require money and it eats, it eats money, um, literally eats money. Um, and by the way, I mean, when I, I get a, a text message today from my wife about how she just bought six months worth of uh, farm-raised beef from this um, other company, and I was like, wait a second, we have a No! We can we can buy it! Um, uh, but so Joey and I, uh, we, we've done a little bit of everything, um, you know, I, I'll let him share some of the stories, but we Some of the stuff is rental real estate. So, um, you know, we've owned condos, we've been in syndications, apartment complexes. Uh, We've uh, recently got involved in uh, this raw land flipping, which is kind of a business of its own. And we've hired out some people to help us manage that. Uh, We're in the process of uh, starting some businesses online through Amazon. And then also, just like you, we've created some alternative uh, streams from our, you know, this from our podcast and through this community and um, through the affiliate relationships through those
2: yeah and i was just gonna say if you if you really love a good story you should listen to our podcast because it is all about our journey of what you're saying like what is working what is not working and in some cases, it may not be because of the actual strategy. It might be because of the morons behind the mic who are, um, you know, not able to to, to manage them well. Um, but we do share the good, the bad and the ugly.
1: Yeah, I, I would say the good ones, uh, you know, we've done some some fabulous lending things, whether yeah. it's uh, lending against uh, people's homes, against cars. Um, we we've had uh, a lot of success in that. Uh, it's an area that we probably know a lot, and we probably should stick to that more more exactly. often. But the allure of owning crypto mining uh, computers, oh, <laughs> forgot know, about has, that has one. Why bring down that a road up? To where you know, yeah, we we bought about fifteen Ethereum miners, and uh, right at about the time that Ethereum went from about nine hundred dollars um, a coin to about 50 cents. It seemed like, <laughs> I think it's back to $200. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we've, we've done a little bit of everything um, and still continue because we believe that, you know, there's not a, there's not usually you will, if you do 10 things, you'll have one or two that are complete bust. You'll have one or two that are, are grand slams. And then you'll have a lot in the middle that, that tread water plus or minus a little bit, but usually those one or two that, are so successful outweigh all the others. And, and so that's the way we look at it. We get involved in things really close to what we, what we know and, and create as many of those streams as we can
0: that's really important to mention because i do think a lot of people only see successes so the fact that you guys highlight the stuff that didn't work also in your podcast and also knowing that not everything that you try getting into is going to be a grand slam like you were saying like there's some things that might not work but that's okay because you can learn from that and you move on from it so i think that's really important to highlight especially when talking about making money because people are really scared to go into something unless they're 100 percent sure it's going to be a super successful thing whereas I do think that you learn a lot even with the ones that didn't do as well as you thought. Yeah. No, yeah. a lot of wisdom in that.
1: And I would
2: say you've probably experienced this a lot too, but you, sometimes you can't grow without failing, you know, and in terms of your business, you probably didn't have this just dynamic perfect video the first time you did it. Right. It's uh-huh. always, Oh, I learned from that. Maybe I need to change this next time. Maybe I need to change this. That's kind of what I would say similar for us. Um, except Russ still doesn't know how to use a camera or take a good video. So uh, we're not going to mention that any further.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I know that you guys have built an amazing community of people where they feel comfortable asking questions and speaking to each other. And like, there's a lot of like-minded people in this community. Have you noticed a shift in people that are worrying about the current situation, like have people been really worried about this pandemic and what it's going to happen to their income streams? Um, Because I feel like that's a good place to confide in in your community if they were worried about it.
2: Yeah, I would say that it's kind of a mixed bag. So we have some people that are within the community that have done a better job in many cases of preparing. And they're kind of in almost a A position of being really grateful I hear that word a lot like man I'm so grateful that my money is not subject to this roller coaster that's going on right now they're kind of like sitting back like man I'm I'm grateful I took these steps years ago and and I've made some changes so that I I wasn't subject to this and then on the other hand as you mentioned there are some people that are really like motivated now and saying man this was the wake-up call that I needed that I need to be Um, diving deep into these ideas that I've kind of been like, yeah, that's interesting. Now they're kind of like, okay, let's get serious. Let's really make sure. And and you know, the the difference is I think the people that learned that lesson in 2008 are the ones that are now saying, I'm so glad I made changes. And the people, now there's a new wave that are learning from this and saying, wait a minute, this is not the casino. Like, I don't want to sign up for the casino. I'm done with that. I want to do something that is more tangible, that I am in more control of, and I'm listening. You know, it's kind of like their ears are open now.
0: Right. No, I actually really, really love that analogy because also I, I mean, for example, me, I saved a lot of money when I was working at my corporate job. So I had like a whole year's salary basically in my savings. And now I'm so grateful for that. And I'm also really grateful that I've built a digital presence where I'm not really subject to coronavirus either. You know, I work from home as usual. I am still getting my work done because I do work for myself. So I'm in one of those positions where I'm like, wow, I'm so thankful that I don't have to be worried as worried as some other people are with this situation.
2: Yeah, no doubt.
0: Yeah, it definitely will be a wake-up call, I think, for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, it, it is. It's it's definitely, it's tough. And, and this is a, an environment that you know, was put upon us, right? So, you know, in some situations um, businesses fell and it's because of bad management. But, you know, some of the things that are happening right now are um, out of the control of individuals. And I think that's hard. And I think there's a lot of lessons that are being learned. And I think as you're listening to this, hopefully you're, you're innovating and you're pivoting and you're finding ways to be more efficient. And that's what I think I see as I listen to our community talk, I mean, we, there was a guy that uh, runs uh, a manufacturer business up in Michigan and he on a regular uh, will send Joey and I these emails and it's just like sharing how he's pivoted his mainline business that was in a completely different field to now he's been making these uh, machines that will um, sanitize uh, face mask, you know, the, the mask people are wearing. And, and he's, he's selling and shipping these all over the country. And, and you just see how he pivoted his business and figured out a way um, to make light um, or, or make lemonade out of, uh, out of lemons. And I think that that's really the, the message that we want to share is that these sort of crises have happened. I mean, I know this historical pandemic is unique, but we go back to 2008, there was a mortgage crisis that happened. You go back to 2001. There was a technology uh, bubble that burst, and and it was on the heels of you know a crisis, a terrorist crisis, and it, it just keep going back in history, and you start seeing these events. They they they're pretty cyclical, and it's how do we prepare for those? How are we going to not be negatively impacted by the next event, but positively impacted? How can we be one of those? Um, those people that people talk about and say, Man, look how this person made their fortune during this time frame. And it really happens when we start to think about money and um and focus and and yeah, we're opportunistic because we've put ourselves in a in a position to prosper even in down markets.
2: And Natalie do you mind if we offer your listeners like um free membership to our community. Cause no, I feel like, yeah. I feel like that, if you are that person right now and you are like, okay, I'm all ears, I'm open and I don't have a community that I can go to, to learn these things. Um, they don't teach this stuff in school, by the way, like it's just not, uh, going to be something you're going to pick up there. So we want to, we want you to join us on this journey. Um, it's just go to wealthwithoutwallstreetcom without forward slash the real real the R E A L R E E L. So if you're listening to this, you already know that,
1: <laughs>
2: but uh, go there. You get free access to all the courses that we're talking about, the community aspect, and um, you can learn any of these paths that we're talking about. So I hope that you will take action so that you won't be in the same position at the next time that this happens. Cause it will happen. It's just a matter of how prepared will you be?
0: Right. Right. And before we go, I did want to ask you guys a heavier question. What is the best advice you guys have ever received? I always like to end it like that. Doesn't have to be about money. It just could be about life.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's lots of ones that I I could probably come up with. And I'll I'll wake up tonight at 3 a.m. and be like, why didn't I say that? That's really the best (laughs) advice I've ever received but um one of our, our our mentors um was famous for for telling us the same thing uh, when we would talk to him and he would say uh plan as if you're gonna live forever but live like you're gonna die tomorrow And i, I think that resonates uh, with me a lot
0: i really like that i've never heard that before like- and
1: i
2: i think for me i've always been impacted by um, those that are giving, and and I think it is it's a a comment. It's first of all it's a biblical thing, but at the end of the day, it really just comes. It's just so true. If you will help others um, get what they want, you will never lack for what you want. And that's a Zig Ziglar quote, but ultimately it's biblical in the sense that you know putting others first and not being, you know, hoarding and holding on to everything and looking out for yourself, you're constantly going to be adding value, which is kind of the theme that we've been talking with you, Natalie, about our brand, about your brand, um, it is attractive when you are constantly adding value. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I would say.
0: I love that. No, thank you guys. That was both great. And before we go, where can they find you? So you can link Wealth Without Wall Street. If you guys have your personal social media, which I know we talked about is not the best. So whatever you guys want to link, feel free.
2: Lacking. Lacking would be the uh, the name.
1: As you're listening to this, you you didn't get to hear, Natalie was on our show and we were talking about growing our individual brands and we were talking about instagram and so joey and i have a contest of who will have more followers and since joey doesn't even have instagram you guys can come and follow me um, <laughs> and i i would love to tell you right now exactly how to do that but i don't even know how to do that <laughs> but hey
2: I'm the underdog, so you have to support yeah. me. I have it's, zero followers right now. It so. says it's
1: rust.morgan.311. I don't know what that is. That's not that's a 311. A, that's the, that's
0: the Instagram handle. <laughs> that's
1: my handle. All right. So it's not 311. It's not, like, you know, even though I'm from the days that 311 was around, but rust.morgan.311. Come on, bring it because right. I, and- I got to beat the stallion. And I promise you, I will not disappoint in my pictures going forward. And this podcast is actually about to go live on the Insta feed. Nice. Amazing.
2: Okay. So I'm going to actually create an Instagram uh, and it's going to be Joey Murray. There's not many of us around, so you, it w- won't be hard to find me, but uh, yeah, please follow me there. You can also check out our website, com, our podcast, the wealth without wall street podcast, and the community we talked about earlier, uh, which is an app on your phone, so you can you can stay connected. So we would love to interact with you and uh, add value to your life.
0: Awesome! Thank you guys for coming on. Our Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you guys enjoyed it. And again, please be sure to give this five stars. I really appreciate it when you guys give me reviews on Apple Podcasts. That means so much to me. I just i'm so appreciative of you guys so thank you so much so if you did enjoy the episode i'd love if you guys could give it five stars i also want to continue natalie chats or nat chats i guess not natalie chats nat chats is what rhymes so next week i will be continuing it but i'd love to hear suggestions for you on what topics you want me to cover if it's just popular topics things on my mind um i'd love to know but i think i'm gonna start incorporating that into next week's episode because you guys really really seem to love it so i'm open to suggestions be sure to join the facebook group and give this podcast five. Five stars on apple podcast but i'll see you guys next monday i promise i'm not skipping i'm not skipping any weeks anymore i'll see you guys next monday on another episode of the real real podcast
2: hey my name is Lovon room and i've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night At The Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere
1: you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.